Good talk to Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions, NFL insider. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. And Jeremy, I think we talked back when the Lions were 1-1 one and one and on their way to Minnesota and had a 10-point lead in the second half and looked like a true contender for an NFC North now that looks ripe for the taking. And here we are now looking at the Lions as the first pick in the 2023 draft, if the draft was being held tonight. That, that's I've seen everything with the Lions, but this is one of the fastest free falls I've ever witnessed. Yeah, it's uh, kind of uh, incredible, really. It's not where I think we expected to be, but, uh, you know, I, I hate to be the optimistic guy in, in a 1-5 team, but I, I really do think that the Cowboys game was a, a step in the right direction. It's just... Unfortunately, you've dug yourself such a big hole and not many people really care at this point. So what gives you, uh, and and being the optimist, Jeremy, and I I do, that's why I like to bring you on because you provide a a balance and that's your right to your opinion and I respect that. But what, you know, the first half I saw that and said, okay, you're on the road, you're playing the hottest, one of the hottest teams in football after they lost uh, to Philly and I was shocked by the defensive effort just like the defense I thought played pretty well uh, in New England after that debacle against uh, the Seahawks at home. But they just can't get out of their own way with mistakes and coaching decisions, and it's just a combination that swirls together, and they quickly, as quick as this season has fallen apart, I've watched games like the Cowboys game just fall apart in that second half. Yeah, no, and I think that's definitely a concern that that seems to be happening happening quite a bit, right? This team isn't closing out games, whether it's coaching decisions or turnovers or, or what have you. The ability to close the game is a skill, and really my only defense in that would be that this is a young team. This is one of the youngest rosters in the league, and so those moments are, are all teaching moments, and, and you hope they get better in, in those kind of crunch time moments. But um, like you said, like I, the defensive effort against the Cowboys was very good. And granted, the Cowboys aren't a team that's been great offensively, but Dak was back, and so they had a little bit more options. And the Lions were, were able to get off the field plenty of times and, and give the offense plenty of opportunities to win the game. You know, I think there are a lot of times in that second half where you thought, well, Goff turned it over. You know, this is it. They're not even going to get another chance to win this ball game. And then the defense made a stop. You know, there was that big punt return that it seemed like, okay, well, now the game's over. The Lions get a three and out and get the ball back. Um, so you, you saw some of the defensive changes they made. You saw some of it pay off. And really the thing that makes me most optimistic about the defense going forward is that the turnaround was really led by their young players, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, Josh Paschal, um, you know, Kirby Joseph, their, their rookie safety, I think it's playing really well. They started four rookies, have a, a couple of extra guys, um, second-year guys on that team, and, and, and you're really starting to see a turnaround there. And you, you kind of cross your fingers and you hope it's like the offensive turnaround that we saw last year, whereas, you know, they made some big personnel changes, um, schematic changes, and the offense turned itself around for a while. So, Obviously, you'd like them both to kind of happen at the same time. You have the offense rolling in, the defense rolling. But if the coaching staff can get one side of the ball turned around, you know, in a bye week, well, well, then maybe you have to give at least a little bit of credit to the coaching staff. And again, I, I hear what I'm saying right now. I'm trying to give credit to a coaching staff that's one in five right now. I understand how kind of crazy that looks. But I, I tend to try to look on the optimistic side, especially when, you know, a season is essentially lost. They're not going to make the playoffs, and they, but they still got 11 games left, and we still got 11 games to kind of break down. Yeah, and a very important 11-game stretch for Dan Campbell 
Uh, if this team continues to bottom out and they're two and fifteen, or God forbid, one and sixteen, how do you sell anything during that off season? And I think everything inside the franchise uh, gets looked at again because the NFL is a business about winning. I mean, Salah was on the hot seat before the season began with the Jets, and look what they're doing. Look what the Giants are doing with the new coach. Minnesota may be more lucky than good, but you make your own luck and. Uh, the Vikings have a new staff, and they're doing well. So a very important game on Sunday against Miami, Jeremy. It really is in front of the home fans for Campbell, the coaches, and the players. And Jared Goff, who is supposed to be one of the leaders, can't lay an egg like he did in Dallas. He was brutal. No question. Yeah, and and I'm you're not gonna I'm not gonna push back or or show any sort of you know bright side of, of that um, performance on on Sunday. It was not good. Five turnovers uh, by the entire team and, and one half four at his hands. And yeah, you're right. He needs to step up, and and he might not be be getting helped by by injuries, but that's that's no excuse. I mean, he's had plenty of practice with guys like Kali Freeman and, and Josh Reynolds and TJ Hawkinson, they, they still have a group of guys that are, are capable of playing and, and golf needs to protect the ball better. He needs to manage the pocket better. Um, he just needs to manage the game better. The, the lines are getting opportunities. They're driving down the field, but he's not closing out drives. And it's mostly been his fault taking sacks that are unnecessary that, that are his fault and turning the ball over, you know, on a second and two when they're in good field position, just a wasted deep shot, um, that, that was easily picked off by, by Dallas. Um, you can't have that. You can't have that when, when your team is just not that good. You have to play not perfect ball, but you certainly can't turn the ball over four times. So um, he's going to need to clean it up. And, you know, considering this is not the first time we've seen this, these sort of things from Jared Goff, that's the thing that I'm not as optimistic about. We have seen him at, at, at better play. You know, sometimes that's with the lines at full health. But, you can't live with a quarterback that has to have the conditions perfect every single week because they're not going to be players are going to be injured. And it seems like golf is the kind of guy who, if everything in front of him isn't perfect, if it's the, the pass protection isn't perfect, if the health of his receivers aren't perfect, I'm not sure he can kind of battle through that. And so we'll see who the Lions get back this week. Um, the pass protection should be a little bit better this week. You'd imagine against a, a, a Dolphins front that isn't bad, but it's certainly not as good as Dallas. But, um, He's going to need to turn it up. Yeah, he needs to turn it up. Campbell needs to turn up making solid coaching decisions. This is an experimental lab. At what point do they get this together? At what point is the point of no return, Jeremy? Well, I I do think Dan Campbell has a pretty long leash still. Um, Lions fans may not want to hear it, but I I can't imagine, unless there's some sort of crazy controversy, that that he – gets fired at any point this season, no matter how bad it goes. Like even, even in one in 16, although I don't think the lines are going to be one in 16, I have a hard time thinking that, that they're going to really um, cut, cut bait on, on a, on a rebuild that, that, I mean, no one can look at this Lions roster and, and say it should be, you know, uh, an above 500 roster, especially with all the injuries. So I, I think 2023, yeah, the wins are going to have to come and they're going to have to come in a hurry. No question. Um, in the meantime, if you want to fill the stands in Ford Field, got to come pretty quickly here in this year as well. But um, you know, Dolphins are, are, are a good team. They, they might have a better shot against. You know, I know they got the Packers and the Bears coming up pretty soon as well. Um, but yeah, I, I do think Dan Campbell's got a pretty long leash right now, and I think the, the the front office kind of understands that this is a long haul, and you need to give it time because 
as, as much as um, as much as maybe you look on the, the previous regime and think maybe they should have cut bait after two years after Matt Patricia, you really you, there needs to be some sort of stability for success. You can't continue to turn over head coach after head coach every two years. So it's just not you're not going to eventually land on the guy. You're you're going to create too much turmoil on your roster, too much turmoil in your front office. It's it's just not going to work out that way. So I think the Lions understand. This is, I mean, you have to give it at least three years, I think, and maybe, maybe two and a half if there's absolutely no signs of improvement. But um, if the wins don't come this season, there, there certainly needs to be signs that players are getting better. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit Lions NFL insider, joining us on the Meyer Guest on Jeremy. Good stuff. Appreciate your opinion on Campbell and the Lions and golf, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. All right, Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions.